Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, November 14th, 5.45 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, December corn futures down five at 6.53. January soybeans down 14 at 14.36. December Chicago wheat down six and three quarters at 8.07. December Kansas City wheat up one at 9.44 and a half. December spring wheat up five and three quarters at 9.51 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. As always, ratings and reviews, very much welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave me a comment. If you caught some snow over the weekend, if you caught some rain, if you have some yield updates, uh, any of those things, drop them in the comments. All of that stuff helps YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Appreciate it as always, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standard.com grain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of, charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Now, I was out on Friday, but on Thursday, I kind of ran through one soybean doomsday scenario uh, the way that I see it. You know, I feel like a big part of my job, given that most of my subscribers are farmers, is to try to identify like big downside risks in the market. So I tried to do that on Friday uh, as it relates to the soybean market or on Thursday, rather. Uh, if you guys are interested in this sort of content, uh, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise. China announced some new COVID guidelines last week. Now, I'm playing catch up this morning, so you guys have probably heard something about this. Uh, the country said that it is refining but not relaxing its COVID rules, although it sounds to me like they are, in fact, relaxing their COVID rules. Cities have reduced mass testing. They have released citizens from quarantine camps. In addition, local officials are now banned from extreme and widespread lockdowns. China says that these changes come from a better understanding of the virus and better research and development of vaccines. Now, China's reported COVID cases, however, continue to surge. Another 14,000 new cases were reported Saturday, up from 11,000 on Friday. Daily new cases have been above 10,000 every day since last week, and they had not been above 10,000 since June. Are those real numbers? No, probably not. But I think that they may be indicative of the general trend, which is more COVID cases. But uh, in any case, this news, I think, helped global markets, maybe the grain markets, to rally last week. It confirmed some widespread rumors regarding a Chinese policy shift, and China didn't rule out additional policy shifts moving forward. So this is uh, potentially a good thing. You know, we're talking about uh, soybean exports, corn exports, how they've been, uh, you know, China's been not missing in action, but not as aggressive in, in regard to purchases of U.S. product as maybe they could be. And maybe this is a step in the right direction when it comes to that sort of stuff. President Biden began a meeting uh, with China's President Xi today. This is the first face-to-face -face meeting between these two leaders since Biden took office. Um, they are intending on repairing severed lines of communication and stabilizing the U.S.-China relationship. Now, the U.S.-China relationship has been kind of on ice since uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan in August. China kind of cut off communications. They weren't happy about that at all. Uh, that trip was, was really a bad deal for uh, general relations. But 
the, the two leaders are uh, meeting today, and I think this is going to be like a multi-day deal. They're going to talk about climate, military, other issues. Xi is very likely to restate China's stance on Taiwan. China will probably insist that the U.S. should not aid in Taiwan's defense. In addition, uh, the leaders are likely to discuss uh, semiconductors, chip manufacturing, trade, other items. So I think that uh, most of the headlines when it comes to China this week to start off are, are generally positive when it comes to the grain markets and uh, probably the soybean market in particular. Russia has not yet agreed to extend the Black Sea grain deal. Russian officials said Saturday that it will require unhindered access to global markets for its own food and fertilizer uh, shipments if the agreement is to be extended. So Russian officials met with UN officials in Geneva, I believe, on Friday. Russia's deputy foreign minister said that the talks had been useful and detailed, but that all of Russia's demands had not been met. Uh, he said that there is there's one Russian state bank, I guess, that finances the agricultural sector, and he wants that state bank reconnected to the SWIFT banking system. And that's a prospect that appears to be very slim based on you know rhetoric out of the West. Uh, a UN official said that both parties, quote, remain engaged in the implementation of the Black Sea Grain Initiative and held constructive discussions on its continuation. So the deal uh, ex expires on Saturday, which I believe is the 19th. And Russia has said recently that, you know, even if they're not involved in this newer deal, that they're not going to interfere with shipments. So the wheat market's been kind of soft. The wheat market is, it, it's a lot of speculation. It's speculators kind of playing this Black Sea wheat situation. And I just don't think there's a bullish headline here. I mean, Russia's kind of said, you know, even if we're not part of a deal, part of the deal, we're not going to interfere with shipments. So there's just not a bullish story for speculators in the wheat market to kind of hang their hat on right now. Got some snow moving across uh, parts of the country in the Midwest this morning. Looks like maybe over parts of Iowa, maybe parts of Minnesota, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota moving their way east. Also some snow over parts of uh, maybe Kansas, parts of Oklahoma. Uh, places like that. Over the next seven days, total accumulation is not going to be much really anywhere aside from uh, you know the East Coast and the Gulf. Um, in terms of uh, the extended forecast, you're still looking at below normal uh, precipitation uh, being expected here. Uh, when it comes to river levels, they've improved quite a bit. I believe levels on the Mississippi River at Memphis have risen like four feet from the record low that was posted in October. The government forecasts suggest additional improvement this week, but then a reversion back lower. You've still got problems at a lot of like big choke points and stuff. So I think that this river thing is still an issue, even though we've seen some recovery. U.S. stock market had its best week since June last week. The S&P 500 gained a whopping 5.9% last week, and most of that was, was attributed to a 5.5% rally just on Thursday. And I think that was the result of a cooler-than-expected CPI inflation print, which I'm sure you guys have seen by now. CPI annualized in October was up 7.7%, and that was the lowest monthly increase since January. So this has led traders, of course, to believe that Fed rate hikes could ease a little bit. Um, we've got retail earnings out this week, Walmart, Target, Home Depot, Lowe's, a bunch of other stuff. We'll have third quarter earnings out. But the stock market had a big week last week. Uh, the Nasdaq was up more than 8%. That was its best weekly performance since March. Uh, the Dow was up 4.2%. We have a holiday delayed CFTC commitment for traders report out today after the close. We've also got crop progress. Today is last trading day uh, for November soybean futures. So make sure you take a look at any remaining open positions there. Cattle market was sharply lower on Friday maybe because of the recovery uh, in the grain markets. Cash cattle was 150 in the south, 153 in the north. Uh, 
last week in most widespread action. U.S. dollar is sharply higher this morning. The S&P is down 15. The Dow's off 80. Bonds are off a little bit. Gold's down 12 bucks. Crude oil is down $1.11 in the December WTI at 87.84. Have a great week, guys. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.